get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Randy Carricker, Michelle Smallman, and we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and our friend, Mike Claiborne, ClavesOnline.com. And, of course, you can follow him on Twitter at ClavesOnline. And you'll hear him on the Cardinal broadcast, the Cardinals who have won nine consecutive games. Claves, good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing better. I'm doing much better. <laughs> we did not see this coming. Did you see this no, in any way? No, no way. Um, how many weeks did we talk about them just being a 500 team and – you know, it, it, you, every time you would think that they were going to turn it around, they get punched in the gut. But uh, this is something that I didn't see coming. I think most people didn't see coming. I'm sure that if you ask some players, they might even agree. But, you know, I'm enjoying the ride as they are, and uh, we'll just see what happens tonight. And, Claves, when you look at some of the moves that John Mosellock did to improve this pitching staff at the deadline, that's one of the main contributing factors to this streak. I think when Jay Happ and John Lester were announced as the Cardinals' deadline moves, especially with the, when the deadline was so ripe with activity, it felt like every other team was making a splash, and the Cardinals go out and make a couple moves that were generally perceived as meh at the time that have really come a long way for them. Well, I agree with you, Michelle. I think when we saw those two acquisitions – it was kind of an eye roll, like, oh, here we go, <laughs> low-hanging fruit. Okay, you know, just doing something to show that we tried. But, you know, even with that said, I'm not sure if anyone thought that they would stabilize things in the manner that they have. Um, you know, they haven't been stellar, but they've been good. But, you know, they were better than the options we were running out there. And, you know, in this situation, I, I think what, what also comes into play is their experience especially Lester. I mean, you know, he's been with championship teams. He's been the guy. I think his settling presence is something that certainly is uh, permeated throughout the, the Cardinal pitching staff. But I, I thought that, you know, they would be fill-ins, but I didn't think we'd get this much out of them. And then, Claves, the other acquisitions, TJ McFarland and uh, Luis Garcia, they've been revelations as well. Nobody knew about those guys, but all of a sudden, now you've got a bridge to the, the eighth inning where you've got Reyes now and Gallegos, and you didn't have that bridge, at least on a consistent basis, for the first four months of the season. No, you didn't. And, you know, it really created some length in the bullpen. And we'll throw Cody Whitley into that mm -hmm. conversation now, too. So you realistically have six guys that you can count on uh, because they've been consistent. And, and that's something they didn't have three weeks ago, a month ago. Uh, because I remember when, when Garcia first came on board, first pitch he threw, he hit a, hit a guy in the head, hit Contreras in the head in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I had a visit with him yesterday about the things he's doing differently since he got here. And um, I think the question will be now, when when you put together your roster for spring training, don't you have to invite those two guys back? Oh, yeah. 
I mean, you know, they have experience. They they have a role. Um, I, I think the key for both of them is not being overexposed. Uh, but, you know, if you look around the game, and, and I start with the Dodgers, you can even include Milwaukee. You know, the starting rotation is important, but, man, if you don't have a deep bullpen of seven or eight guys that can get you something every night, uh, you're going to have some problems. Klaibs, do you think this team is built for the postseason? Because beating up on the Mets and the Padres, the Reds, teams that are good but have their vulnerabilities and are scuffling a bit is one thing. I think going out and being beating the Brewers last night was certainly a statement. But do you think this Cardinals team is a team that's good enough to compete with the Dodgers or the Brewers consistently in the postseason? Well, yeah, I, th- I think they are because they've handled both of those teams with with reasonable respect. Uh, split with the Dodgers at home uh, the last time we faced them. Um, you know, obviously Scherzer was a difference maker. And, and you know, they've held their own against Milwaukee. I, I think when you get into these short series, uh, uh, anything can happen. And, you know, it's always going to be somebody or some pitcher that's going to come out of nowhere and give you five or six innings and, and, you know, give you a chance. And if you can shorten the game the way teams like to use their bullpens now, you got a chance. you got a legitimate chance. And the other thing, you mentioned those teams the Cardinals faced, all of those teams that they faced were, were fighting for something. It wasn't like, hey, let's call up Pittsburgh and see what they're doing this weekend. Or, hey, the Arizona Diamondbacks, are they free? I mean, these are teams, and all of them, when they faced the Cardinals, were playing for something. When they when they finished facing the Cardinals, they found themselves staring at the Cardinals from uh, the rear, you know, in the front in the front seat because the Cardinals had moved in front of them. So, it's one of those situations where the Cardinals are now playing to the level of competition. You know, I think we we saw them sink a couple of times, uh, some games that maybe they should have won against lesser teams. That's not the case. They're holding on their own against them now, and that's what they're going to have to do from now. Listen, if you think you can win this thing, you better have the mindset of saying, we're going to have to beat good teams. And right now in the National League, they're playing well. I don't know how much longer they can run a streak like this, but maybe they can fire, fire back up again knowing that they, they're capable of doing it. But I just say stay tuned right now because you just never know. Mike, you've been around this franchise for a long time and uh, a lot of the success that they've enjoyed since 2000. In your mind, and I'm sure you've thought about this, what is it about the culture that allows the Cardinals most Septembers to be in the hunt? Why, why are they able to do this on a consistent basis? Well, you know, that's a great question that I've kind of toyed with, especially this weekend with the 2011 team. I think that they found the way to get experienced players and in a lot of cases winning players to be part of their roster. Uh, you can go back to Larry Walker. You think about Lance Berkman. You think about some of the guys that they brought in for, uh, to be in the bullpen. Uh, I've always felt like they found a guy who who mixed, who meshed well with the ball club. Didn't come in with a bunch of rah-rah speeches, but was just a settling, in, in, impactful person that has certainly made the, the team uh, improve. And, and that, if you know every successful team, there, there's one or two of those guys on the roster. 
I also think, Klaibs, too, the Cardinals, in reference to the 2011 team, they had their prospects come up and contribute at the right time. When I look at those Memphis Mafia guys, they were so critical to that team's yeah. success. And now I'm looking at this team, and John Mosley took a lot of heat for moving on from certain components of the outfield, including Randy Rosarena. But it seems like Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bader, Dylan Carlson, a lot of these young players are ascending at the right time as well. Yeah, they are. And, and you know, I, I'm sure when the season's over, somebody's going to still have the jury out on Bader or O'Neill, and and you know Carlson's a young guy, and then there's going to be Newt Bar. You know, you know they're just playing, and, and I, I think what we have to do is get away from well, what what they're going to look like three years or five years. I'm worried about what they're going to do tonight. And I think at this stage of the season, you can't look that far down the road. You've got plenty of time to to contemplate whether this person is for real or not. I'm just worrying about what they're doing now because that's all that really counts. And, and you have to do it from day to day. You can't worry about what they're going to do against Chicago or what they're going to do next week. No, you just better be thinking about the moment because that that's all that counts because that's what we're down to as far as the season is concerned. Mike, when things were going bad, as happens on social media or text lines, we got a lot of uh, Mike Schilt is the problem texts and tweets. And I know that you're a, a fan of Mike Schilt. And you can say this, one thing about this club is that they maintain an even keel. They don't get too high, they don't get too low, and they do think big picture. They aren't thinking, and Tony was the same way. Tony, we, we would go crazy with some of his getaway day lineups when in May and June, when, right? But he would say, hey, this might be a doubleheader. And more times than not, his team was really solid in September. You know, I, I see a lot of Tony and Mike Schilt, um, in, in not the, the cryptic approach, but just the even keel approach where when the team isn't playing well, that's when he's probably most calm. When the team is playing well, then he, he can kind of be he can get the red ass a little bit uh, because he, he's probably thinking too much about certain things. But one thing for sure, this team is never ill-prepared to play. Uh, and I always look at how fundamentally sound they are, especially defensively. And if you look back over the last week or so, how many good defensive plays that this team made because they were prepared. And that that's a Mike Schilt, Tony LaRusso trait. And sometimes it can wear on you. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It, it can wear on you. It can wear it, – hell, it wears on me. And I'm not even playing. But the bottom line is it, it seems to have success, especially when you need it most, and that certainly starts in the month of September. Uh, and all of those qualities that you just described could also be attributed to Yadier Molina, who Randy and I talked about earlier in the show. And Claves last night in the sixth inning with two runners on and a high leverage situation, when Yadi steps in the box, I still have that feeling that he's going to contribute to the team, that he's able to execute in those situations he delivers last night. And it's, it's just remarkable to me that Yadi and Adam Wainwright are still able to do this at such a high level. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I, you know what I've kind of come to grips with, and, and there's some Yachty haters out there. Look at his numbers and look what he's doing. He's not doing it. You know what? I just look at the big moments, you know, and the moments when he's needed most. And, and granted, his average isn't where you probably would like to see it. His OPS isn't where it should be. But you know what? When there's, when there's a situation to be handled, that's the guy I wanted to play. I mean, you know, I mean, he just does things that, that gives you a chance. And we're seeing that more and more. And that's what I think we'll all come to appreciate when his career is over, uh, the, the little things he was able to do to give his team a chance to win. 
Claims if we didn't already know it, do we know now that you don't get into an argument with the ID in the dugout? <laughs> yeah, that that's not a good idea. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it was you know it's one of those things that. You know, Daniel Ponce Leon is an emotional guy, okay? He's high-strung, uh, a, a very likable guy. But, man, his fuse is short. And, you know, when he gets frustrated, he just kind of came unglued. And, you know, that, that you know, but, you know, here's the deal. We see that a lot in baseball. We see a lot in sports. We saw it uh, with the Giants last week where, where their receiver was unloading on the offensive coordinator. You know, it, it says a couple of things. Guys have passion. Guys want to win. They may disagree on how they win or how they get there. But, you know, I think I'd rather see that compared to guys just shrugging their shoulders saying, oh, well, or, you know, making a joke out of it. Um, so, yeah, it, it's unfortunate for Ponce. You know, it didn't help that Ponce hasn't been as effective as you would want him to be either. I think that had a lot to do with it. So, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. And, you know, I think this weekend, though, you know, that doubleheader, who knows who's going to pitch in that game. And that's something we need to pay attention to. And maybe the Cardinals are setting themselves up for another roster move uh, down the road here on who's going to be involved in pitching on Friday with that doubleheader. Yeah, interesting. I know that you're getting a lot of hits at uh, Cardinals Daily Live with Rammer and Joe Roderick and yourself. And you got something on the page and on the Twitter page every single day. We keep it coming. We, we try to have some fun with it. Uh, we've got a nice piece with the, we did with Dr. Rick Lehman and Barry Weinberg. Randy, you remember Barry yep. in his training days with the Cardinals. and He had over 40 years in the business. And he, he gave, gave us some great stories about some players he's worked with and just the overall mental approach to the game, uh, especially at this time of the year. So if you get a chance, take a listen uh and he's also got a great book out about great restaurants to go to every major league city, and he broke it down by division. So, you know, I always go by what Barry says in different cities. Unfortunately, Milwaukee, we don't have a lot of pickings to choose from here, So that, <laughs> but that means we'll load up when we get to Chicago. We'll check it out with Barry Weinberg. Claims, always good to talk to you. Thanks for the time. We do appreciate it, and we'll see you soon. Okay, gang. Have a great week. You too. That is Mike Claiborne joining us as he does every Tuesday here on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.